0: Welcome, everyone, to the Indy Reds Podcast. I'm your host, Joe Dilling. With me in this journey are Brian Smith and Jim Dimitri. On this episode, we are going to reminisce on our amazing few days that we had in South Bend, Indiana, for the mighty Redmen's visit. If you were there, you're going to be able to just jump right in and remember all of this along with us. If you weren't, hey, enjoy these tales from the road. So let's just jump right in, guys. Day one, so I I have this down into three days, and uh, day four is actually the aftermath, <laughs> which we can all talk about a little bit later. <laughs> um, so I'll start off with day one, and that was the the clinic, and I'll go ahead and take this one. So um, one of the opportunities that they had was a youth clinic at uh, Michiana Echo, which is a, a club team in um, Michiana or Mishawaka, Granger, South Bend area. Um, and, and it's really nice fields right by, the, uh, I, I eighty ninety and, uh, we pull up and Oh, sorry. I was taking Alex, and my, my eight year old and Owen Smith, Brian's son. Um, and it just, uh, to, to see what, what this is all about. So this clinic was put on by the LC foundation. Um, and you know, Alex was kind of like, yeah, we didn't really do anything that I don't already do at practice, but they had a lot of fun. Um, doing it, it was. He said it was great to play against some other players, um, but the other highlights were, for at least for me, Peter Moore stops out, and I got to shake Peter Moore's hand and pretty much say thank you to him. Um, also, came out were um, the whole ladies' team came out, which was awesome to see, especially the day before their match, which we were hoping to catch some of, but the timing didn't work out on day two. Um, and mighty red and the little kids had a great time with mighty red and mighty red was silly and all of that. Um, but I mean, the the L I want to thank the LFC foundation for putting this on. It was great. I honestly thought it was wonderful. It was a wonderful opportunity for these kids to just kind of go out there and have some fun. Um, they got some Liverpool swag, um, they got to meet the lc ladies they They taught them a few things. They had a little dance off at one point in time. At least the younger kids did. I guess the older kids were a little too uh, too cool for school on that. Uh, but you know it is what it is, <laughs> and uh had a good time and and the ladies all, unfortunately had to come from behind to draw on Tuesday. but um but yeah, if we, we we'll get more into them later. Um, it was just a great event. So thank you to the Ladies team, thank you to Peter Moore, thank you to Mighty Red, or whoever does that and but mostly thank you to the LLC Foundation. Uh, the kids really had a good time. Owen Owen is, doesn't talk a lot. He's kind of a, just kind of a quiet kid, but he, he even said that it was it was a good clinic as well. So um, there are parents I was talking to that um, they like some from St. Louis, uh, which is about six hours, I think they said, um, and they were going to be driving back after the clinic. Um, they drove up that morning. Uh, <laughs> it was a round trip. Um, it was a come in on Wednesday, uh, do the clinic, go back on Wednesday, work on Thursday, and then come back Friday morning for the match. Um, wow. <laughs> wow is all I can really say on that. Uh, there's also a gentleman from um, from Washington, D.C. I, I, I'm sorry. Name slips me. We met so many people. Um, and uh, – and, and we passed out a lot of cards this weekend. So if you're listening, uh apologize for uh, name slipping. But after that, it was hot as hell. <laughs> and uh, we, we got some cool drinks on the way back to my parents' house. Had a nice relaxing evening and hit the hay, which takes us to day two. So day two, uh, pretty much classif- I'm classifying this as I think maybe two different, uh, three different things. So it was media day for us. Um, practice, open practice and boss night. So first thing that we did when we got there, met up with Brian. Um, and then Jim came in not too much later and we went in and got our media packets and almost immediately we were whisked away to the press conference. And Jim, I'm going to let you go ahead and talk about the press conference, man. What, what, what really kind of struck you, I guess, uh, from the press conference. What was the cool part for you?
1: Well the the first part is I suppose pretty obvious and that's just the fact that we were physically present for the for a press conference with uh both Jordan Henderson and uh Jurgen Klopp um and that experience was you know we were we were sitting what Joe we think probably tw- you know no more than 20 feet away from them. Yeah, uh, We were, I think, about a third row and where the press seats were and we're sitting among uh, media from the UK, uh, people that we pay attention to very closely when it comes to LFC coverage. Uh, Melissa Reddy, we actually met Mel Reddy before we went into the press conference when we were getting our press credentials and waiting to go back to the uh, the press room uh she was wearing a a cubs uh rain poncho because of course it was raining when we got up there and uh you know we thought because they were in chicago the day before they might have gone to the cubs game but it turns out that was not true she just she didn't i think she said she didn't even know it was a cubs logo (laughs) that was that was on her rain poncho uh but um but the, the, the press conference itself, so Jordan Henderson was, was up first. Uh, they brought him out. Um, and, uh, of course, he got a plethora of questions, anything from, you know, what's it like to revisit uh, the, the Champions League victory to uh, Mel Reddy asked him about, um, what do you think about Adam Lallana possibly pl- playing a six. This season, and what are your prospects of uh, playing the uh, the eighth position? Um, and uh,
0: he got a little I, bit of a smile on his face. With those he questions. did,
1: he did. I, I love that question. That was one of my favorite questions from from the press conference. Of course, we were we were a bit bashful. I think, and, and neither one of us asked questions. You know, uh, Joe, you and I sort of chatted about it. Um, and, uh, I'm not sure that we would have gotten to ask a question anyway. It seems like, I don't know who the press officer was that was with, um, with Jordan Henderson. There was a different guy that was up there with, with Jurgen Klopp. Um, but they, of course they, they called on the UK media first and then they switched over to some folks from some of the American news outlets. There were some uh reporters there that were doing local coverage um one thing I, I forgot to mention is that uh there was a young man by the name i shouldn't call him a young man because he i mean he he is but um there's a, a guy there by the name of matt randall who works for uh the local abc affiliate in south bend and i can't nbc I don't whether, it's wndu channel 16 NDU. Yeah. And, uh, so he's, uh, he's, uh, the, uh, the sports guy, um, on that television station. And he also has his own, um, uh, Facebook page and, and Twitter hand Twitter thing. Uh, it's called Matt Randall on sports or something like that. Uh, but Matt is the, uh, son of, um, a friend of uh, that I know, I mean, I, I haven't seen her in a while, but uh, we used to go to the same synagogue. And so um, it was kind of cool to, to see him there. I didn't get a chance to go and talk to him afterwards.
0: Oh, sorry, I, I was mistaken. That was that we met another guy, uh, I believe.
1: Mike. Oh, yeah, we met uh, Michael. We, met, we also met Michael DeCourcy, who was there no, from the sporting, games, right? Yeah,
0: he, him. But the guy that we hung out with a little bit, he
1: was from WNDU. I think oh, that's Mike right. As well. Mike, his name is Mike, and I can't remember his last name. I I, 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 I apologize, Mike, if you're if you're listening to us. Um, but yeah, we talked with him at the gate, and then we we uh, he sat with us at, at the press conference. He um, told us that he was there not not because I, did he tell you what his what his job was at Yeah, WND? He, says, he
0: says he works in the control room. Uh, but when this when this came across, he was like, "Oh yeah, I'll go out and, and do this." <laughs> So he got, he's a, it's a Liverpool yeah, fan. huge Liverpool fan. Um, actually has a podcast uh, on movies, he says as well. So we're going to check that out.
1: Yeah, we'll have to, we definitely will have to check that out. Um, but, uh, but I it was also, uh, as I was saying, it was, it was, it was, uh, really cool to see, uh, people that we follow on media that we trust. Um, they at the press conference. I've already mentioned James Pierce and Mel Reddy, but the Anfield rap guys were there, uh, John Gibbons, um, and the other one of the Craig. other guys his name. Yeah, Craig. Um uh and of course um uh there were a couple other people. There was a Sky Sports guy there that I'd seen before, and his name name slips my mind. Vinny O'Connor, I believe. There you go. Vinny O'Connor. Um but uh Jurgen Klopp, of course, came out after Jordan Henderson spoke. Um and uh, of course fielded questions from everything from uh, the champions league to preparing for the premier league season. Um, and I think it was Matt Randall who asked him the question about, you know, what he thought about Notre Dame and South Bend and the facilities. And that led to kind of a, a, a funny dialogue where he, uh, by that, by that pre, uh, training press conference, he hadn't had a chance to actually go out Uh, onto the pitch and down into the stadium because of the weather it was it was raining and there were thunderstorms um and and during the the press conference he noticed that there were uh screens in the press room showing a video feed of of the field so he kind of pointed (laughs) over and and laughed about that because he 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 figured out oh there it is um but uh, uh he remarked in particular on how impressed he was with with Notre Dame's facilities and how it, uh, how unusual it was to um, be able to train and to use uh, sports facilities like the ones that are present at Notre Dame. Um, He was complimentary about the stadium. I mean, I think at that point he'd only seen the exterior and then of course the press room um, and the, uh, the locker rooms. But, um, but I I like the fact that he was uh, complimentary about what he saw at Notre Dame Uh, so that, that, that's my spiel about, about the press conference. What, what were your impressions, Joe?
0: I loved it because we got, so one of the things that we, we hear a lot of when we do, uh, we listen to press conferences are someone asks a question and Klopp doesn't like the question and he just kind of makes them feel like idiots. And someone did that in this press conference as well. And it it went something like, um. So Jurgen, uh, you want to talk about the impact of, of Virgil Van Dyke to this team? And yes, that was. <laughs> and, and Juergen just goes straight up. Haven't, haven't? Hasn't this been written about enough already? I mean, come on, seriously. I mean, that's pretty much exactly what he said. And then at one point, we got we also got a really good Klopp laugh. Um, and I, I, Jim, I, I think maybe we could have asked questions. It was just, you know, we didn't want to be like that guy. Um, that we saw in the post-match press conference, you know, asking (laughs) the hugging guy, the hugging guy. I mean, but just looking like we're out of place. Um, already realized that I was doing a faux pas because I, because I was wearing, um, my threads for reds, Virgil van Dyke t-shirt. Um, and when you're in media, you're not supposed to, uh, have bias and you're not supposed to, you know, wear Liverpool stuff or anything like that, or be fans. Um, but I mean, we we can talk about this a little bit more later, but
1: we going to say we could, we could have, a, we fans. could have a whole podcast about how the lines between professional media and fan podcasts are kind of blurring and what that all means. Uh, yeah, we could, we could spend, we could spend an hour talking about that stuff. Yeah,
0: And we'll talk about it a little bit more later. Cause there, there's some yeah, other I think interesting we things that, that we got access to as media members, um, that, that were kind of interesting as well. But, um, yeah, it was really cool. I mean, guys, I, I was so aw- I was so stoked that our recorder was right there. Uh, we, we got to put it up. James Box put a, put a nice picture of uh, of me at the press conference resetting it uh, and putting it back up on the up on the podium ish area. Um, but it worked really well. It picked up everything awesome. If you haven't had a chance to listen to that yet, I mean, just go in and check out the audio quality, quality, and that was on from the onboard mics. So uh, thank you all that contributed to help us purchase some some of that equipment. Yes, it's, it's awesome. most definitely. Okay, moving on. After that, we were pretty much uh, – we, well, excuse me. The rain had um, moved training – well, well a wait a minute. I have a
2: question. Yeah. You guys decided not to ask a question at the press conference, right? Yeah,
0: kind of Kind of yes. was and nervous and afraid. So I'm wearing a, a Robbie Fowler
2: that. shirt. I'm wearing a Robbie Fowler shirt and not at the press conference with you. Yeah. But in the mix zone not too long after that, which we're going to get there. Here in a moment. He asked me about ten times to go start asking some questions. <laughs> <laughs> so was this like planned ahead of time? I'm just not hearing about this. That, well, but, uh, yeah, no, maybe we'll just have Brian do it later.
0: No, or no, I don't know, no, whatever. No, it, was. no, it wasn't. So, it was that's, just, o- that's okay. It, it was more. I didn't. I was nervous, and I didn't really want to look the fool. I mean, that's, I mean, it was my first press conference ever, and, and it's, it's two guys that I hold in such high regard that you know I'm just kind of struck and i'm kind of awestruck and just the whole moment of it i i was I was afraid i was gonna stumble over my words i was gonna sound like a complete idiot the question was gonna get that that clop this is a dumb question response kind of thing (laughs) even though we'd kind of vetted some some questions with each other um still who knows (laughs) you know and and we
1: we were joking around at, at the press conference uh or just right before it that uh that we didn't want to have a, a Chris Farley show moment.
0: <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And that that was a big part of it, Brian, and and granted, I hear you. I hear you. And, and granted, yeah, I'm just I, giving you a hard time. Yeah, no, nah, all right, <laughs> okay. So, um, <laughs> so anyway, we got we got word that the open training session had been moved from the stadium over to the lacrosse field, um, the lacrosse stadium, I guess, and um, and so so Brian because he. With it, he was doing his OLSC duties. Um, he skipped the press conference so he could pass out uh, wristbands and then go over for the uh, the the meet and greet uh, with the players as they were coming into practice. So, Brian, go ahead and kind of talk about your experience um, at the open training session.
2: Well, it's pretty crazy. You're right. As well, well you guys were you, know, you headed go into the press conference, and I headed uh, to. Uh, meet up with the rest of the official Liverpool's reporters Club board uh, from Indianapolis to hand out our wristbands and we had picked them up previously with a from a young man named Sam at a hotel there on, on campus and I saw him about thirty five times that day it seemed like hard <laughs> hardworking kid um, but yeah handed off the wristbands we had plenty for for everybody and and the board did a great job but I couldn't even hang out there the entire time to to hand them all out uh, for the window we had picked because Try Higdon, our our chairman, and myself um, were fortunate enough to to kind of win a little uh, hat pull for our two spots at the uh, meet and greet. So we leave in the middle, or I leave the uh, wristband area to head to the gate to go into the meet and greet, and there's 25 total spots nationwide. Each official Liverpool Sports Group got two spots Um it, it was a blast. I mean, we're there early, plenty of time. There's about 50 people in line, and Trey and I are thinking, "What the hell's going on here?" I mean, everybody's carrying like 35 sharpies and and you know <laughs> balls and jerseys and flags, and so we could kind of tell who was, you know, maybe supposed to be there and who wasn't because there are too many people in line. Some people are just standing there with wristbands and umbrella. You know, the the yellow wristbands for training. Um, so I'm thinking <laughs> Trey and I were like, yeah, they don't belong. They don't belong. It was kind of obvious. And it took a long time to to get through that little check. They had to check everybody's names off. And, you know, as we finally get up there, we, we see, you know, just people about every minute or two people being turned away. They thought they were in line for the training. Well, we had known already that it had been moved. Um, cause I went up and saw Sam who had given us the wristband a couple hours earlier and Jane who runs the LFC USA, uh, program account and everything. She's terrific. Um, so it's going to be you know, moved, but we're going to check you in here. We're like, okay, so we're going to go back in line. Well, we had to wait about 30 minutes at that gate before they got all the logistics worked out. You know, I mean, you guys are still in the press conference at this point. So here's going to move, they say, to Alumni Alumni Field. I know exactly where that is from um, just being up there so much, visiting our daughter and, and going to football games and stuff. So, you know, I'm telling people, we can cut through the Joyce Center if it's raining real we'll bad. You're going to go in here, you're going to go out southwest. You know, we met OLSC people from – from omaha from toledo from i believe arizona people from florida dc again st louis i mean it just it's kind of two per group and and we're just i mean none of us are even touching the ground i mean you you guys are talking about having a chris farley moment maybe in in with a microphone we're all bumbling and stumbling over words and you know because we're about to meet the players and and maybe get Mm -hmm. some autographs and is Klopp going to be there and you know, I, pre, Klopp and Hender were in the press conference. Okay, well, maybe they'll be, oh, yeah, they'll be there. I mean, it's, where are you from? I'm handing out business cards like it's my job, you know, to, <laughs> or podcast cards to everybody and just kind of talking. And so we had to wait about 30 minutes, and we find out it's over in alumni field, which is a very short walk away. And um, we kind of head that way, and we go to a gate, and we have to wait again. And then we go to a different gate, and we have to wait again, and then the bus is on its way. It, and it probably took about an hour, but I'm not kidding you. None of us cared because we knew the players were coming. They had us on the backside of the uh, alumni field, which is a actually a lacrosse practice field. I believe the the actual lacrosse field was just a little bit west of there. Um, we started some lacrosse training happening. You know, balls everywhere. And eventually, when the bus arrives, you know, you, you can't miss this bus. It's huge. It's red. It's it's beautiful. Yeah. Hell, we took pictures of the of the bus. You know, so. And, you know, the the uh, LFC staff and the USA staff, Sam and Jane, are there again. You know, as so they see Sam for the third time, Jane for the second time. And you know, the entire team, their coaches get off. And, you know, they they were smart. They had us all line up, so it was nice and easy, kind of on one side of the field or one side of the uh, entrance to the to the training area there, alumni field. And each players, as they got off, they grabbed a Sharpie that just kind of went down the line. They were so gracious. They were so kind. It was supposed to be just an autograph or a photograph, and of course, none of us did that. Uh, so the line was taking quite a long time. So I got some great photos with some players. I got a, a ball signed by absolutely everybody. Um, a Champions League of Balls just signed by Klopp. I mean, Trey and I are looking at each other, and, and you know, people that we've come to know in the last hour or so from talking to them. You know, Columbus was there. It's another one I didn't mention. I mean, we're just all it's hard to describe you know standing and having all these guys come down this line and talk to you and and they weren't just signing on our graph and moving on i think they liked that it was just a, a couple dozen people it, you know it was a very controlled very private event and you know it didn't take too terribly long i'm sure they wanted to get to training and and we all wish it could have lasted longer but it was it was really nice and they were saying hello how are you i heard a couple times they say where are you from you know there's some kids there what's your name you know that kind of stuff. Sometimes it was just a real quick, you know, sign this for me. Thank you very much. And and you know, can I get a quick picture? And it 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 was just surreal. It was what it, it, There were so many great moments that that certainly ranks up there uh, amongst all of them for the for the whole you know few days. But yeah, they come down the line. Clap comes first, and and he just took forever to go through the line in a good way. You know, talking to people. He came out probably about ten minutes before the players did, and uh, you know we waited so long that. I walked over to the training area, you know, before the players arrived and they had all their boots lined up and all their kit and all their gear lined up. And yeah, you know, it, it was just fun. Just, it, it was fun waiting for them, if believe it or not. So when they finally get there and, and you get to see them all shake a few hands and take some pictures and, and get an autograph from every player, I mean, it was just ridiculous. It, it's something that if you would have told me, you know, two or three or four years ago, when, when I first joined the board at, well, maybe two years ago when we started this pod, or maybe three now, a little bit longer than that when I joined the board, or ten years ago when I was you know watching this club with Jim and one or two others, or you know fifteen and yeah. twenty years ago was watching it by myself. If you'd have told me that I was going to do that someday, I, I would have laughed at you. And uh, it, it's just it, it was a fun experience. I tried to sneak Owen in there, and, and they were having none of that. And I got that, so that I think that paid off later when uh, we had to walk past Sam and a few others. At the training, and you know, Owen wasn't exactly as credentialed as like we were, but <laughs> you now we, we we behaved ourselves, and, and so did he. Like you said, he's kind of a quiet kid and wasn't going to cause any trouble. So, uh, yeah, the meet and greet was great. And it turns out that I had missed, um, or at least wasn't sitting with you guys at the start of training. And, and um, you know, hats off to the, the other Indy Reds, not just the board, but 10, 15, 20, 30 other friends, 40 other friends we have of the Indy Reds that were you know let no one hang out with them for a while i thought i was gonna be gone for about 45 minutes turns out i was gone probably about an hour and a half if not longer and i just caught back up with them and just opened up this little bag i had and showed him this ball with all these signatures on it and then his eyes got about as big around as i am and that, that's pretty big so uh yeah it was it was a great 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 thing to go do and uh yeah, it's in my office at work right now. So, if anybody wants to try to break in and risk getting arrested, uh, you can go get it. But, uh, it's
0: pretty, pretty tight security there the city, county, city building. And, uh, and yeah, yeah city
2: is. government has some tight security. So, <laughs> I know where the I do have a panic button on the desk, you know, just in case. So no, I you know where that, <laughs> <laughs> no, you I, don't. No, you do. I absolutely do.
0: Do you have Matt Lauer uh, locks? <laughs> <laughs>
2: Sorry, i'm gonna send wrong. you guys a text
1: i'm gonna send you guys both i, the text I am not right even now. gonna ask what that means joe
0: okay never mind we'll, we'll talk about <laughs> it off we'll talk about it off
2: no what, what what was it he said uh, matt lauer
0: yeah matt lauer got in trouble because oh he
2: did some bad stuff yeah, didn't he?
0: yeah 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 he used to he had a button that he could lock the door so that that people couldn't escape his office
2: no, that's not what this button is for. This button okay. has nothing to do
1: with the box. I was, I was being
0: silly. I was being silly. Namely,
1: uh, I would guess people of a particular gender, yeah. correct? Yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah. And that's kind of why he's no longer with NBC. All right. Um, so you, uh, Brian kind of hinted at it that he didn't really uh, sit immediately be with, with uh, Jim and I. That's because media got moved to a special location. Uh, we, we actually had some really great seats in the house. And then they came up and were like, when training was about over. And by the way, I just want to speak on training. I, I really thought it was so cool just to watch these guys out there. You know, even just warming up, you get a sense of how massive some of these guys are. Not Phillips looks like in American sports, we'd say he's built like a built like a linebacker. I mean, he's six two, six four, just like Virgil. But I mean, I think he's more solid than Virgil is. But I wouldn't tell that to Virgil's face. Um, I mean, just the size of these guys—it was impressive, um, and and really, really pretty cool. And then, um, and so they, so they are like, oh well, the the guys are gonna come over, um, and and see the fans. And so they moved us out of our, and they were gonna come right where we were sitting. Um, so we, they moved us down, and then we went over to the mix zone on the opposite side of the field where they'd be leaving, um, and. And so we missed that whole whole fan experience of uh, getting our pictures taken with the players, um, getting them to to sign shirts like Neil Chalupa, Batman got um, pictures with Jordan Henderson with the Indy Reds flag. There, if if you want to check out some pictures, seriously, um, join the LFC Indy group uh, just to see the pictures that that some of these guys got. Um, just very impressive, and they're all over the place and I know some guys probably shared them on their personal accounts as well um as well as I think the uh some of the the national uh fan groups as well but it was really great experience um so when they moved us to the hey, other hey time,
2: Joe, can I clarify one thing on that yeah, I'm go sorry, on. but they there's a you know a couple different facebook uh, locations for Indie red so one's the official liverpool supporters club of indianapolis so it's a little bit of a more
1: of course the old the old guys uh lana
2: um bruce came out of there didn't he i mean there, lots some, some guys yeah. were coming out
1: woodburn they're coming out bright red because they were in the ice for so long yeah um but uh, so, the, you know, the mix zone was 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 kind of hit or miss. You know, a lot of the players were were gassed and, and they just wanted to um, get to the bus. And uh, the, the system that they had set up there was they had uh, some golf carts and the, and the bus was just actually right around the corner. <laughs> they, they had moved it. But, uh, you know, when when you've been training for an hour and a half and uh, uh, weather that's uh, where the heat index is, 115 120 degrees you, you probably don't want to walk very much farther so um the, the players kind of came out in waves um but but a couple of the players stopped to, to, to talk with uh, members of the media the the anfield rap guys were there um melissa mel was there uh sky sports was there and there were some other folks there that i'm that, that are slipping my mind um, michael
0: there. was there uh james yes was that's there. right um and, and so, we were just kind of hanging around, kind of feeling imposterish.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly, and I, I think that that is uh, that that that's the first. Step. We was you know we we weren't going to ask questions. We just were standing you and we were just going to ask things. me to do it. I guess yes, yeah. we were going to push okay. our, our face man Brian to to ask people questions. Uh, well,
0: let's just put it this way. I want to interrupt for a second, Jim. Brian sure. Brian is now. I might seem extroverted, but I think I'm kind of one of those like. Person that puts up a good front, because I really don't like people. <laughs> I, <laughs> <laughs> but Brian is a true extrovert. I mean, this guy—he's chatting up everybody. I mean, he was chatting up Mel Ready. He was chatting up uh, the guys from the from the Anfield Rap, and we'll get back to that because they remembered us the next day, and uh, and Brian—they were having a good time. Um, but we're, yeah, yeah. So chatting so, up
2: already Ready at the practice, and for, for like the third or fourth time that day, just because I'll chat with people. And, yeah, exactly. And of course, our buddies are taking my picture standing next to <laughs> yeah, Exactly. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm hoping it's just for a height comparison because I not know how tall I am. <laughs> I think they were taking it because I'm married, and and they were just having a little fun. But, yeah. uh yeah, yeah, maybe a little bit of both.
0: But I mean, James James Pierce borrowed my battery charger. I mean, that that was kind of cool because I mean, those guys are tweeting and they're all over the internet the whole time during the training session. I mean, they've seen this stuff before, you know. They're there for they're there for the mix zone stuff. But um, but yeah, it was really cool. We got some we got some video from the Anfield Rap guys um, interviewing Virgil, and I'm gonna talk about Virgil in a second. Uh, but but anyway. Uh, I I decided not to post that because that's their their content. They're the ones doing the interview. Um, they were recording it as well, so I'm not gonna I'm not gonna steal their uh, their media. Um, and to be honest, I don't know if it turned out. I haven't even watched it. <laughs> it might have been too quiet <laughs> because it was there was a, a little bit of a breeze and we were far enough away. I didn't want to be like right in their face. You know what I'm saying? But anyway. Yeah. So like we mentioned earlier, or I mentioned earlier, Virgil was one of the last ones to come across the, the the field, and he's picking up his stuff over by the benches, and he grabs a big towel and he's towel whipping everybody. He starts heading towards the ice bath, and it looks like uh, Dejan Laverne's leaving and Joel Matip. Uh and so he just turns and skips the ice bath and goes right to those guys, but then he gets caught by by uh, Anfield Rap, and it was kind of funny because he's he's kind of in that. Like Jim was saying, he's kind of gassed, and he's like, you know, I'm not going to do any interviews today. And uh, and so you go, hey, hey, hey Verge, you got any time for the infield for the wrap? And he looks right at him and he goes, oh, yeah, for you guys. And he goes over, and he's talking to Gibbo for five, ten minutes. I mean, it, it was pretty cool, pretty cool stuff to see um, and witness the whole time. Um, yeah, like Jim said, a lot of guys came through and they just weren't feeling it today. You know, they're just like, no, thanks. Not today. Lads. Uh, I got one of those, uh, <laughs> you know, very polite about it and everything. And, and, and we understand. I mean, there, it was gosh, 95 degrees outside, a hundred percent humidity. So it feels like 110, you know, and they're, they're not used to that shit. So, um, totally get it. Um. It was it was funny. I didn't see Mel Reddy talk to anybody except for Rian Brewster and it wasn't on the record. I mean they, she gave him a big hug and then uh and they were just chatting, chatting, chatting. And uh and Robbo I think was was willing to talk to just about everybody. I think he got Amphibraff, he, he got the Sky Sports guys. I think Mike DeCoursey gotta to talk to him as well. Um so that that was really cool. Really cool to see. Um and then we just kind of were like, yeah, we still need to check in the hotel or well, Brian and Jim and Owen need to check in the hotel and I'm looking for some air conditioning cuz this fat ass was <laughs> was getting <laughs> was was feeling pretty sweaty. Uh so uh so we we decided to duck out and and went and the heck the Anfield rap guys probably needed to get the heck out of Dodge cuz they had to go to uh they had to get up to Chicago to do their show that night. So um so yeah, they were they were ducking out as well. Um so we, we kind of called the time and then uh, and then headed over to the hotel. so <laughs> this is a story that we shared with, with some of the people around but, but, uh, but boss night our t- bus night tickets uh, well it, I call, I've been calling it boss nights, but it's Jamie Webster uh, did a show, and um, they had legends questions and answers, and that was that was awesome as well. Um, but anyway, when we got our tickets it said you, will, you may not be admitted after 8 pm." So we lose track of time. We go to the hotel. I'm trying to upload some stuff. Um, it's struggling with the Wi-Fi. And then we finally get it. The, the guys get settled in. Air Max is blown up and everything. And uh, we decide, decide where we're going to eat. We're going to go to there was a Pizza King. Jim and I and, and Brian. and Owen's never had Pizza King. Brian, I think you said, what, like 20 years since you've had Pizza King?
2: Uh, not quite that long, but it has it, been a little bit a while. Uh, it'd it'd been a little, while, definitely a little while. Probably a decade.
0: Yep. And, uh, and so we, we we're great. So we stop at Pizza King, not too far from the hotel. Sit down, order our food. Look at the clock. We have twenty minutes to get there <laughs> before eight o'clock. It's seven forty. Um, so Brian, being the extrovert that he is, uh, just hops up, and we had just put our order in. She hadn't actually submitted anything yet, so we. She's about uh, to. She's about to. Right? Yeah,
2: yeah. I, I, I was willing to run into the kitchen at this point. You know, yeah, because you're right. I think the ticket said for guaranteed admission, you had to be there before eight. Now we could have shown up late and got in, but we didn't want to risk that.
0: No. No, and and it all turned out well because you know they had food at Legends. Uh, Legends is a bar on campus. It's a very nice restaurant on one side, or a re- restaurant bar, I guess, and the other side is just kind of more of a, I guess banquet banquet room with a stage. And anyway, it's just south of the stadium. Um, they had outdoor area as well. Um, and. It, they had a they had a buffet set up, so we were able to get some food at the buffet. Um, pretty good food too for, for twenty bucks. Yeah, all you it can was, eat. It so was really good. wasn't bad. Um, lots of beers on tap. Uh, at one point, I heard Jordan tell Gina, um, "Sorry, <laughs> we, we get a wider base, and people don't know who these people are." But a, a few of our OLSC Indianapolis people uh, tell each other, "They've got Z- Green Zebra by my f- founders on tap," <laughs> and so yeah, there was some excitement all around there as well um uh, so let me also we put almost in missed plug boss in. night
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes we did
0: all right go ahead jim
1: oh i i i just i i wanted to well i know we're going to get to talking about boss night in particular so i'll i'll, I'll save my comment
0: okay well no no we're, I'm, I'm done so go ahead jim what what was your whole experience what really stuck out to you with with the whole boss night
1: uh, a couple of things. Um, one was that I think we have the tallest supporters club or support <laughs> base of supporters <laughs> in, uh, for a Premier League club in the United States because you know I I'm I'm six foot two um, and I felt short because there were some guys there that were were massive. I from, mean there from were Long there Beach, were yeah. not,
2: not some guys dozens and dozens
1: yeah there were there guys. were at least at least 10 people 10 to 12 people there who were six foot five plus um and i kept having while we were walk, watching jamie webster and for those of you guys who don't know who, who listen to the podcast jamie webster is uh is a musician from liverpool who takes songs and uh like pop songs and converts them into liverpool songs and he he uh this this past season started playing these events called boss night where he'd play before and after show or before and after matches to to fans and have sing-alongs um but uh during jamie webster's set uh i I kept having to move around because i was i kept getting behind guys who were taller than me and i couldn't see the stage and that Never happens to me, so that's thought number one is that there were a lot of tall, tall dudes there. Um, thought number two is uh, I like Joe. Am I'm I'm an introvert. You know I uh, am not going to be the type of person like Brian who will go up to strangers and just start start chatting with them. I have a people threshold. I like to be in crowds for a limited amount of time, and then it's like okay. I am overpeopled. It's sapping my energy. I need to go and go home, be alone, recharge my batteries, yeah. and then I can deal with people again. Um, but my, th- my people threshold uh, on boss night was, was quite high. I had the time of my life. Um, and I, I compare it to when, when uh, Brian and Owen and I went to St. Louis three years ago to see Liverpool play Roma at, at, at Bush Stadium. And that was a fun experience, but I didn't know as many people in our supporters club as I do now. Um, I wasn't as close of friends with a lot of those people as I am now. Uh, but even then, um, being able to meet people from other parts of the country, from other countries who are Liverpool fans, almost to a person, these people are fantastic people nice people and i know we'll talk about the people we met at the tailgate in a little bit um but um i just you know singing all the songs that i knew to you know jamie webster's unbelievable singing ability and guitar playing ability was just it was a blast i mean i cannot cannot emphasize enough how fun it was and, um, and, and the last thought I have is I just want to put in a plug is, you know, the beer selection at legends, me being a beer geek, uh, had to comment on this was, was, was just fantastic. I mean, they had, uh, as Joe's already mentioned, green zebra, which is, um, I believe, isn't it a, like a melon goza or yeah. something yeah, like that? Yeah, it's a so. water,
2: it's a watermelon ghost. It's a little bit, on I the should know that,
1: but I've never seen it on draft before ever. I've only seen it in no cans. Thing. Yeah. So you know, just for being a, a stone's throw away from Michigan, you're going to have founders on tap. Um, but we also had uh, Granger, Indiana's very own Bear Hands Brewing, which is one of the best breweries in the state. They, they had their Westy IPA on tap, which is a really great West Coast IPA, just fantastic. And I didn't, I didn't even have to pay for my own beer at Boss Night because <laughs> uh, Brian bought me beer, and then I and then I talked to Jay. Um, in the bar, uh, our friend Jay, who uh, owns uh, yeah. Union Jack yeah. Pub in beautiful Broad Ripple, um, Jay. Yeah,
2: let, let's focus on that for a second. The owner of our local Liverpool pub yes. in Indianapolis was at boss night with us.
1: Was that boss having, having Jay a great West-
2: time buying people beer? Yeah. Now that is yeah that this I don't know what to say about that.
0: <laughs> great guy. Yeah, he bought my first Guinness. And he
2: brought uh, yeah. a cat ke- he brought a to their Airbnb. That, that was yeah.
0: that was his uh that was his donation that was his payment for <laughs> Airbnb share. <laughs> I, that's awesome. <laughs> that, that was that awesome. That's awesome.
2: yeah. great. Yeah, Jim's got great. a this Westy IPA, sorry Jim, but I gave it to Jim and 'cause uh, he didn't always buying beers and I was buying Jim a Guinness or I'm uh, sorry, buying uh, Joe a Guinness. And I hand it to Jimmy Smells it, and he knows exactly where it is. Oh, that's the bare hands Westie IPA. And I'm like, holy shit. <laughs>
0: There's something with their so, strand uh, of yeast. Sorry, I had to go there.
1: <laughs> it's a it's a good it's a good yeast drink. Um, <laughs> one, one more thought before I before I, I turn the mic over to you guys is um, you know, I met people from several supporters clubs, uh, but one of the a couple of the guys I really had a good time chatting with. Um, they were actually standing in front of us uh for a good period of time during um uh both of jamie webster's sets um were guys from chicago the, the lfc chicago group uh one time was one guy one guy was named Gossi, and the other was adnan and they were just the nicest dudes i when i when i was talking to jay in the pub they were in there for a little bit buying some beers this was between jamie's sets and i was talking to them about you know what they do and how long they've been liverpool fans and it was just representative of my experience of running into Liverpool fans and talking to Liverpool fans from other places. Just the nicest, hus- most hospitable, welcoming, fun people. Yeah, it's awesome,
0: well, Brian. Man, what, what about talk about your boss night experience? It was a pretty boss.
2: Ha ha ha! It, it was it was ridiculous. I mean, first of all, Chicago. You know, they kind of split the. You know, there wasn't an official. Uh, a Liverpool supporters club that was hosting this event because it, no. you know, it was kind of in between Indianapolis and Chicago. Um, I, you know, I think at first Liverpool wasn't sure how big was this going to be. It was a Friday night game, first one of the tour, you know, so
0: yeah, and, and they kind of ran it, which was fine. Plus, Anthony yeah, Rapp was doing a show at the same time up in Chicago at A.J. Hudson. So Absolutely. There was going to be a Yeah, huge and that's not a bad pick there, for them so, to go do that.
2: Yeah. Yeah, there was some disappointment that maybe they weren't, you know, doing something right around the corner from us, but – that that wasn't a bad pick for them to go do, and and we talked to those guys a lot, and I'll I'll get to that, or we will get to that, but you know, boss night, it, it, I don't know what to say other than I, I I had met Klopp about two and a half hours before that, and, and maybe three hours before that, I took a picture with him, and Hendo, and Trent, and Gomez and a picture with Lovren uh, you know Lovren comes up to me and I said you know Can, do you mind if I take a picture I've never had my picture taken with a world cup finalist before <laughs> and, and the dude just about gave me a hug <laughs> you know he, he, was, he puts his arm around me and he squeezes me and we take this great picture and I just met all these guys and got an autograph from everybody I mean LaRucci is signing I mean ev- absolutely everybody This this uh, that was such a wonderful thing. I've already talked about it, but boss night was so close to that. If not dead, even to it, it, it's hard to describe. I, and I guess I'll maybe do it this way. It just popped in my head. I cannot believe that that was free. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Wow. That's a great way.
2: Of it. I cannot believe it. It was ticketed because it,
0: they only wanted the, because of fire marshal, And I think they probably, hit, oh, of course. it was yeah, sold out. Limited so space. The, yeah. It was limited space. But I mean we were talking yes. to we were talking to the guys from the Anfield Rap and they're they close with Jamie and Jamie said that we put on we were it was a great experience the night before. So I mean you're talking maybe hundred hundred and fifty people if that and uh and
2: yeah, I, I think it was more than that. Not I don't want to yeah. You know, not know. fight to just fight, but that yeah. that room probably holds 350, and I bet we had 250 in there, maybe okay. three. All
0: right, that's fair. If um, you
2: talk about the patio, but but you're right. I mean, they said the next day that Webster was impressed. You know, the Virgin Van Dyke song, Jamie Webster, yeah. as Jim mentioned, takes a – sometimes a very popular, well-known song and adapts it and sometimes takes kind of an obscure song that's just a great little song and, and – And, you know, makes a Liverpool song, but he sings the first couple verses of that Roger Van Dyke song. Of
0: of Dirty um, Old Town by the Pogues.
2: Yeah, Dirty Old Town by the Pogues. And our group was singing the hell out of it. You know, not just the Indy Reds. I mean, Boback, all those guys know all the words, and they're blasting it about 10 feet in front of us. (laughs) But at least half the crowd is singing Dirty Old Town by the Pogues, The, the real verses Jamie picks up on this, and, and this dude, he's going for it uh, in probably one of the smallest shows he'll do this year just because the venue size, the date. South Bend isn't a big town, and, and Notre Dame, Indiana, is even smaller, and the students are away right now. Mm-hmm. He uh, absolutely goes for it. It absolutely crushes us, it. adding on verses, adding on extra stuff, shouting at the crowd, and we're responding. It was incredible. It was easily as good of, of, of an, a couple hours as I had All weekend, including the match, it was incredible. And the only thing I can say to anybody that's listening is if you are within a half a day's drive of going to see Jamie Webster with three other Liverpool supporters, go do it. And if you can do it with 300 or with 3000 and it's a couple hours away, go do it. It's incredible. And it was one of my favorite moments of, of the whole Experience. It was fantastic. fantastic. I sang my ass off. Fantastic. And then uh, there's you guys talk about being introverts. I've got some video evidence to suggest otherwise. <laughs> uh, at least on a couple of songs. And I think you guys. I think you guys have seen it. I'm doing the same thing. And funny, I, I, I might be the the maybe more social outgoing or socially outgoing than maybe some other people in our group or maybe amongst the three of us. But I don't like singing in front of people. It's a I don't know. It's just a weird thing that I don't like to do. But I'm singing it that night. But one of the favorite things that I saw, as far as singing goes, is my boy Owen, who's also very quiet, is recording with his phone just the the back of the person in front of him because he's a fourteen year old freshman in high school here in a couple weeks, and he's you know average height or maybe shorter. The entire Notre Dame basketball team and, and all their male members of their family are there, forty of them. Seven foot tall. <laughs> we can't see anything Owen is filming the back of the guy in front of him because he's not going to hold his phone up because he probably still can't see anything but he's just filming it just to get the audio and singing along I noticed that a couple of times
1: Yeah,
0: definitely. I didn't
2: try to overdo it and, and I don't know if you ever noticed me watching him but yeah. James Webster absolutely went for it he, he responded to a great crowd despite a smaller size than normal and, and we were responding to him and what an incredible thing I, I would I've gone back and watched videos of that night, both that I have taken and other people, more than I've watched highlights of the game, more than I've looked at the selfies I took with the players, and more than I've looked at that ball that everybody signed. That night was incredible.
0: Oh, man. Well, I have pictures that are very personal to me that I've looked at quite a bit from uh, from the game, uh, and we'll get to that a little bit later, but but I uh, let's just put it this way. So not this year's Champions League final, because as our regular listeners know, I was busy that day, so I really couldn't. I couldn't watch with everybody at Union Jack Pub and Beautiful Broad Ripple, but last year when we lost, I've only had this happen once or twice before. But it gets so loud that all you don't hear anything but just, Wah! and and it like sound it almost goes quiet. It's so loud, and uh, when and it had that happen when Sadio Mane scored a goal where it almost goes quiet and you don't hear anything, but it's but they're it's so loud. It, it, maybe it's just my hearing or whatever. That happened when the Virgil Van Dyke song came out. We were screaming it so loudly. I, I that, and the rest of the songs that I lost my voice. I couldn't sing at the match. Something I had been planning to do for months, um, <laughs> belting it out, singing at the match. Um, and and I was, I couldn't, I couldn't do it. I was pitchy. I was all over the place. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah. It, but. I, I wouldn't trade it for the world It was such a fabulous experience And I don't know if I could say it better than Brian did But it was awesome But I want to give a shout out to our boy uh, Regular Regularly comes on the pod uh, We talk a lot Bobak,
2: that, That's Bobak Lotfalia Bobak Um
0: At Boback that ass up On Twitter Um <laughs> <laughs>
2: He's also on the OLSC well, Minneapolis board. He's <laughs> yes, been on the board Longer than I have. Longer than any of us on the board currently.
0: Um, Boback was singing every word to every song. He knew the Jamie Webster original songs word for word and was singing them along with them. And I think that surprised Jamie um, because a lot of times it's kind of a quiet time when they get to the Jamie songs, you know, but he knew it right away. And uh, and when they go, to, is it is it Phil Collins or is it Genesis? But I don't know the la 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 Liverpool, Liverpool That's, la uh, la Peter la, Gabriel. Peter Gabriel. Okay, I always mix up Phil Collins and Peter
1: Gabriel. I don't know yeah, why.
0: It's the, anyway. from
1: the song Salisbury Hill.
0: Salisbury Hill. But when, but when he, they broke into just, he started playing those first riffs and Bobak's all over it, and he knows exactly what to do, and he's leading it. <laughs> I think right there along with Jamie, but like, big shout out to Boback, man, I love you, man. It was awesome.
2: Hey, let me add one thing about that in case people are watching our videos or other videos yeah, that night. You know, people that are downloading from other places. Boback's the dude towards the front in the the bright orange tangerine kit from a couple years ago. Jenny won Bobak. all of them dark hair. Yep. That's the dude we're talking about. Yeah, it's a freaking indie reds legend.
0: <laughs> indie reds legend. That's a great way to put it, man. It was awesome. Okay, so let's go ahead and move on to move on to game day. So uh, Jim and Brian and I all kind of meet up, uh, and Owen, sorry, and Alex is now with us again. Um, and we meet up at the hotel about one o'clock um, and decide, hey, let's, you know, let's go head on over. And uh, about one thirty, we end up getting there, and they're letting us in for parking already there. So we get. I don't know, guys. I, I don't know if there was a better spot to get than what we got. <laughs> I mean, there, there was one better of- spot than ours. We blocked it with a canopy. Yeah, yeah. Because so, yeah. <laughs> we get there and it's and there are the, there are some cars and some spots, but they say reserved for the psychology department. Um, the psychology department has uh, I don't know if classrooms or uh, offices in the actual stadium. Um and to you go past them they're on some floors below the press box so that's just wild as heck to me but anyway so um so we get like right there I mean you can see the stadium we're in the middle of everything you can hear Fan Fest um from from our spot when they finally get it set up but we get all set up people start showing up from all over the place we're we're meeting people and I just want to just stop for a second I want to thank everybody that. Stop by our tailgate, whether you're an Indianapolis person, um, whether you are in another major podcast, if you are a famous author, if you are from any other OLSC or where you're from, if you stop by to see us, you meant the world to us. I'm sorry if I forgot your name. I'm sorry if I (laughs) if I kind of was drawn in a different direction, but stopping by saying hey you guys are the i, I listened to your podcast that just it, it almost made me cry just thinking about it how awesome it was um yeah right up there with a lot of other things during the day that really uh took that really t- i i took to heart uh spending time with alex just walking around campus taking pictures in front of advantage jesus um the, some other statues uh it, as a lot of you guys know, I grew up a Notre Dame football fan. Still i am a Notre Dame football fan. I uh, grew up about an hour away from the stadium and um, never was able to go to a game because my dad didn't know that, that scalpers were selling face value tickets <laughs> when I was young enough. Um, but anyway, um, or we didn't have a connection because it was always sold out. Every single home game was always sold out growing up. Um, so I'd never, I never, I didn't go to Notre Dame Stadium until I was 25, I, I believe, something like that. Um, so I got to go to the press box. This podcast has done so much for for us that I just can't even, I I just can't even mention. Um, I got to go to Notre Dame press box. I took a picture of the marker that has my name on it. I, the three of us actually had seats in the press box. We, we could be sitting in the press box watching this match and be surrounded by, um, I saw Crispus Combs' name, um, all the guys from the rap. Um, <laughs> you know, they, they sent somebody from the Redmen was there as well. Um, but we, we all, we've been right there. It would have been a lot quieter. But you know what? We couldn't have been fans in the press box. And so that's what we wanted to do. So I think I was up there maybe five minutes, and then we came back and we were good to go. Um, yeah, so we definitely so, weren't so dressed for
2: it, were we? No, no, we weren't. Now you're talking about markers, They're just like an eight and a half by eleven sheet of paper with our name on it in the press box.
0: Yeah, and I had a little bit like how to so where, so fly where, fly and stuff where like the that. fuck
2: is mine, Joe?
0: Oh, I didn't grab. Them. I, I sure, <laughs> You know what? I thought you were gonna go up there, and you were like, "No, nah, man, I've been up there three times, man. My my daughter got I had me to, there. I had I'm to pack your here. car. <laughs> this was this was at five o'clock when it opened." <laughs> 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 All right, so um, so anyway, yeah, we I, so I you have to come go back down, down to the tailgate, right? I come back down to the tailgate, and by that time, um, the guys up on the, the guys from the infield rep, Neil Atkinson and John Gib- Gibbo. Um, they, they, they were doing some stuff for the fan and fest Craig, and Craig Craig, Craig was too, uh, Gibbo was, uh, was, was DJing and man, he looks like it in his element when he's up there DJing, by the way. Um, good, good for him. But they end up walking by and we shout at him and, uh, Hey, you want a beer Gibbo? Yeah. I'd kill for one. And he comes over and then Neil Atkinson comes over and Craig comes over and, uh, and we're drinking beers with, with the guys from the Anfield rap. Uh, they even mention us when they record a little bit. Uh, we have pictures of them underneath one of our canopies. Uh, it looks really low, but that's because we were trying to get extra shade that day. Um, and then, not but like two minutes later, author John Green walks by, and uh, and I, I think I saw him that time. No, someone said John Green. I go, John, you want a beer? And he comes over. He has his wife and his daughter. You know, we give his his wife a beer as well, his daughter a bottle of water, and. And it was and he sat and chatted with us. And ladies and gentlemen, if John Green has has said that he's going to try and come on our podcast sometimes, so this he has been our white whale for the most part. Um, Jim, we, we we've talked before. I don't know if we've mentioned it on the podcast, but Jim will see him in Whole Foods, and I'll be like, Jim, go talk to him. <laughs> Jim, go talk to him. Um, but yeah, he lives in Indianapolis now um, with his yep. family, in and, and not too far from Broad Ripple. Uh, he's come to Union Jacks a few times, but I mean he. He has family commitments. He uh, he has businesses to run, so you know he books to write. So he doesn't get out that much. But uh, yeah, it was, it was so cool. He sat and chatted with us. It made us feel like the most important people. And Brian, I'm not going to take your story, but uh, but you've got a story to share about uh, chatting with John Green. So I'm going to throw it over to you, man.
2: <laughs> well, thank you. Know Josh from Anfield Rap was there as well. So sorry you for know, that, for Anfield, Anfield for Rap guys, that. yeah, that we've. That we have, um you know, listened to the indie Reds collectively listened to them thousands of times, right? But, oh yeah, yeah, John Green's a, a great guy, and, and I don't see him at the grocery store and take pictures of his back or, or you know, anything <laughs> like that. But I, I have seen him at Union Jack Pub and Broad Ripple before during a, a Liverpool match, and you know, I've got a daughter who's. um you know, 21 now. So, has read his, all of his books like twice, three times each, and is a big fan of his. So, you know, I knew he, who he was. I didn't realize he was there. I think Jim might have pointed out that he was there that match. And this is years ago, I walked up and waited until halftime because I'm, you know, I'm not an idiot. But I walked up and said, Hey, you know, my daughter's a big fan of hers. Would you sign an autograph for her? And he said, Sure. And, and so he writes it. And he puts on there, Emily, you know, his phrase is, one of his phrases, don't forget to be awesome, right? Motivation and, you know, lots of other things goes along with that. So he writes, Emily, don't forget to be awesome. John Green, he puts YNWA at the bottom of it, right? Because he's doing it a Liverpool event. So I bring it home to my daughter at this point. She's probably 17, maybe 18, goes berserk. She's had it framed like in her dorm room at college. You know, up in South Bend, like the first, you know, several years or first three years of her college, and had it at home too. It's one of her like favorite things, and all her friends will come into her dorm room like, "What is that? Oh, that's my John Green autograph." And they're like, "What?" You know, and then she tells the story. and My dad's a soccer guy, and so is he, and they watch the same team and blah blah blah. I, I don't know. Maybe she tells them that he's our neighbor. I, I don't know what she tells them, <laughs> but and I just wanted to thank him for signing that. Up. Let him know that, you know, hey, you're back up here, and my daughter goes to school right here or at St. Mary's across the street and goes to all these football games, and she has your autograph in her dorm room. That's really what I wanted to tell him, and I started this story very very badly, you know, because Joe's already handed him an Oberon beer and he's having that. I've already given his wife one of these, I guess, now legendary gin and tonic beers, which we may <laughs> or may not get to. But cause the Anfield Rap guys are about knocking down my door to get some. But So and, and Alice, his, their daughter's there and we're all kind of hanging out. So uh, I said, I got to thank John for this. So I start my story badly and I say, John, you know, years ago, I asked you for an autograph and, and I meant to put a comma there. And I think I paused too long. And, you know, John, who's hilarious, he interrupts, he goes, well, was I an asshole or did I sign it or something like that? <laughs> <laughs> or, or, or did I sign it or was I just a complete <laughs> asshole? And I about sprayed my, my beer all over him and his wife and his daughter whoever was nearby. Completely threw me off guard. And like you said, I'm the guy that does the chit-chatting stuff. He completely threw me. And I just started laughing out loud. And I said, no, no. I just want you. To, you did sign it. It was at Union Jack Pub. I, said, I want you to know my daughter's had this in her dorm room for you know years and years and years, and everybody loves it, and so does she. And thank you. And, and it, I'm sure at some point has motivated her to see that. And and I love that there's a little Liverpool angle on it with the YNWA at the bottom. It's on the back of a receipt from yep. Union Jack Pub at Broad yep. with a bunch of beers, beers on the other side, and whatever food I bought that day for <laughs> you know, me and Owen or whoever. And, but on the front side is the autograph, so I just thanked him for it, and, and it, he was very charming like he always is, and his his wife Sarah and his his daughter Alice were very nice and just hung out for, with us for a while, but uh, yeah, great story, and he completely threw me with, with that. You know, did I sign it or was oh, I man, an asshole?
1: Just,
2: I'll laugh about that for a long, long time. But, you know, that's kind of guy he is. That's kind of the way the tailgate, was, the tailgate was. Everybody was approachable. Everybody was talking. I mean, we just had people swinging by. We had friends of ours that are Dortmund fans walked, you know, stopped by and waved and said hello and, and then kind of moved on. People from all over the country. We had our Brandy. other Indy Reds had tailgates blowing over into cars. We had all kinds of great stuff happening. Yeah, it was an awesome. absolute blast.
0: Brian, you want, to, you want to talk about our friends from Memphis that's not by the tailgate?
2: Which one? See, there have been so many now. Is that the, the – From Memphis. Across? Alex. Uh-huh. And, uh, Alex Hall yeah, and Megan Hall. Ryan, yeah. yeah, Ryan and Megan. And I'm going to get their boy's name wrong. Shoot.
0: That might have been wrong. I, I thought it was
2: Alex. The Disney – It's
1: Alex. No, the, the oh, so the the husband is Alex. The wife is Megan. Alex,
2: that's, that's right. And that's the right. son's name
1: I don't remember unfortunately
2: yeah alex reach out to us on facebook i'm sorry but I'm, I'm getting that wrong i'm sure i'm not the first person that's done that but so you know alex is one of the the capos at uh, you know memphis's club here in the united states and his wife megan if i understand correctly has um just now started a, a second battle with cancer um i believe it's a second battle and, and if i'm wrong about that i, I apologize oh, that's, but that's correct um She's got a tough fight. Yeah, she's got a tough fight ahead of her, and um, you know, because this particular event wasn't, you know, being ran by a specific official Liverpool Supporters Club, and 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 that's fine. Um, you know, we were getting requests from some other places and and from all over the country, and we got one from Philip in Missouri, and and you know, a few others as well, and we weren't able to honor all those. First, what we did as a as a board. Um, you know, with the input of some other key members in, in LFC Indy was, you know, make sure we take care of all of our local folks first. And then if we had anything left over, let's try to help out some other people if need be. And we knew the meet and greet spots were limited. We, you know, weren't sure about some other events. You know, boss night was just open to the public sign up. So if you got in, you got in. We went big on the the training wristbands, and it turns out that was a really, really good move. And so we had, you know, plenty of those. And we found out about Alex and Megan um, in their particular story and, and we got them set up with, with training wristbands and they got a picture with Klopp and, you know, all that. And what a great start to the day. And then they come hanging out with us at tailgate for what, an hour, yeah, you know, with Alex and, and, you know, Joe's boy, the, the Alex and Alex. We're playing video. Games boy, we're, we're playing <laughs> video games together. I was like on the fly, changing the Virgil Van Dyke song to playing Fortnite instead of he's Virgil Van Dyke, <laughs> and working some Sour Patch Kids lyrics in there, and you know where, where's a beer? You know, somebody needs a beer, and, and Wade and Evan just pop the trunk. Here you go, and and it, it was just it, it completely embodied everything that all of our friends do on a weekly basis at Union Jack pub or at Indy 11 tailgates or other events when we're together. It was just, it felt like the longest tailgate ever in in the best possible way. I I just loved it. And, you know, I've got a lot of nice comments and, and messages from, from Alex and Megan about how fun it was for them and. You know, it turns out they were just a couple sections over from us, but they enjoyed themselves at the tailgate with the Indy Reds, and I know the infield rap guys did as well, it, and it was wonderful. I was very happy as a board member to be able to help them out, and you got a nice picture with, with them and their and their boy and a few others of us, and I think Ali LaFallian's in there, Ack's brother, and, and a few others, and just a great time, and it, it – as great as boss night was, as great as it was to take pictures with players and, and hang out with you guys in mixed zones and on the field and and then see our friends getting pictures with players, you know, to, to see the happiness that it brought to that family, to just be at a tailgate and be at a training session ever driving all the way from Memphis, it's it, it just, I don't know, it's hard to describe. It, it was a great thing to participate in um, on a big level or on a small level or anywhere in between. Uh, great job to all the Indy Reds that made everyone welcome, but especially that particular family because they're 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 a terrific group
0: and they're going through a tough time. And that was awesome. It really was awesome of everybody to chip in. Uh, I'll just I'm just going to wrap up with with the tailgate. It, it was one of my favorite tailgates I've ever been to, um, and and the guys from Anfield Rap were like, "Hey man, we need to start doing this. <laughs> in the UK just throw up a tent and drink some beer." <laughs> <laughs> In the parking lot before a match, um, but no, I re- I wanna I know they're not listening, but I I want to kind of give you guys an idea um, uh, of the kind of guys that these uh, that John and Neil really are. Um, I had to leave about seven o'clock or oh, a little bit before. And 7 Craig o'clock. and Josh and Craig and Josh too. Yes, but John and but John and Neil both when um, because because Alex is gonna be a mascot. My son Alex. So I had to get him over there at seven o'clock, and I just mentioned it. And every time that that they either one of those two in particular heard, they were, they were interested in hearing from Alex, and whether that's because they're they're storytellers as well, and they like to hear of a good story, but they actually showed interest in Alex and and wanted to hear from him, and so they went over and talked to him, and just just that because the, these are guys that you know they have. They have millions of downloads, essentially. Well, maybe not millions, but like thousands of downloads on on one podcast that they do. And they do multiple every week. And they have their own their own network, et cetera. So, I mean, these are guys that, that could just big time it. But they stopped here at Tailgate. They had some beers with us. Granted, they were getting free beer. And it was hot as hell. But, <laughs> but the fact that they, they mentioned us, the fact that they went over and talked to our my, my son and made him feel special um was just outstanding and and I couldn't I, I couldn't say anything more about those guys and, and how much that meant to me as a as a father as a fellow red and it it was really that environment I think that really set it off for me um I I, I would say this is probably the best tailgate ever I mean besides the fact that we had famous people stopping by and hanging out and drinking our beer um just I had fun. I had so much fun um, just shooting the breeze with everybody. Um, I mean, well, famous people stopping by, but I just felt good after that tailgate. I didn't want it to end, but I had to because I had to get Alex to be a mascot. He got to, um, he got to walk out Simon Mignolet, and I want to stop for a second and uh, tell everybody thank you so much to the OSE board for for selecting Alex to be Um, or one representative. I know that another one, uh, was later on given, but that's fine. It doesn't matter. Um, because it meant the world to Alex. It meant the world to me. And I don't think everybody that took pictures of Alex being a mascot because it wasn't on TV. Um, Bleacher Report failed on that whole regard. I had people watching all over the country. Uh, people I work with, um, parents, Alex's mother didn't even get to see it until she saw pictures of, uh, from me. So, um, yeah, so thank you guys to uh, to whoever has sent us anything. Um, thank you to the professional photographers that if I might have um, copied your your picture and uploaded it <laughs> um, f- from other places. But seriously, thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. Uh, it was so awesome, such an awesome experience. Alex is at soccer camp this week, and he wore his uh, his his Liverpool stuff that he got from. Um, from from being a mascot the first day at camp, so it was. awesome. Well,
2: don't just don't just say stuff. He got a full kit, yeah, right? He got a full kit. These badass socks and the shorts. Mm-hmm. Yep, he got the Sports, whole thing. He
0: got he got a jersey. Um, they all walked out in t-shirts, so he has that. He got an extra t-shirt as well. Um, yeah, it was it was awesome. Um, so let's just let's just skip in then. So the match starts. So, uh, Brian, do you have any? Th- it's preseason, so you know. Were there any players that really kind of jumped out, or you were kind of surprised, or not really surprised, but you were impressed with the way they played?
2: Well, I, I'll have to say that I haven't watched the the match back in full. So, really, what I'm going by here is our perspective, which was yeah, I, the third row, kind of directly behind the goal on on the tunnel, right? So, and I've seen some highlights and. At first, I was a little bit worried about LaRucci's positioning. I wanted to see him play because I heard he played well against Tranmere and Bradford. Having watched him in training and having meeting, you know, met him up close, he's he's a bigger guy than what he looks. He's broad shoulders, is he's his trunk is big and strong, and his thighs are massive. I, mean, I really like him as a player. I think he's eighteen. I've, I've heard nineteen, but I've read a lot of things eighteen now. So I was interesting, just interested to see him play left back, and he was caught out a little bit on on one of their goals and. And at times wasn't you know terrific, but um, watching back some highlights, I, I think he did pretty well. Other than you know that one time he was beaten on the goal, I think it was their second goal. Um, but we had a lot of players that, that didn't play that particularly uh, well on that particular moment. But um, I liked him. I thought Harry Wilson was was quite good. I think he's trying to, and I could be wrong here, but you know we've been so caught up in all this stuff the last you know week or so. I'm not sure if his loan deal is a done deal at Derby again. I think he's trying to make this team, if I understand correctly.
0: Um, He's trying to make the team.
2: Yeah, that's what I thought, too. So I I thought he was really good. Of course, he scored the first goal after a really nice patch from Fabinho and and a really good dummy. Um, But, yeah, it was a great time at the match, and the crowd was bigger than I expected – you know, I heard after the fact, you know, Klopp and some of the players were complaining a little bit about the pitch and the ball wasn't you know, rolling quite like it should, and and the pitch seemed a little bit slow, so to speak, and, and you know, the ball wasn't wasn't moving real quickly, and you know, that doesn't suit us at all. I, I thought Dortmund was very good in, in really tight spaces, especially in their own defensive half when we were pressuring. They got out of a, a lot of those situations with quick one-touch passes and thinking ahead. And, and I noticed Owen you know, really watching that, and I would point out something, you know, that's a good decision, or he was ready for that, so he knew what he was going to do with it. I mean, you really could see this up close, you know, because we're so close to the darn field. And, you know, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed our seats. I enjoyed the game. Um, you know, it wasn't the, the fastest and most cleanly played game, but, you know, it's the first one of the preseason. So, yeah, preseason. you know, we weren't going to see Madrid. We weren't going we to see, you know— three goals in, in 15 minutes against Barcelona or, or, you know, something crazy like we saw against Dortmund a couple of years ago, you know, Dortmund beat us in the preseason last year. I, I'm not worried about the result that the fact that they, you know, scored more than we did. I, I wanted to see the players play, you know, we had 11 or I'm sorry, a 10 man substitution in the second half, but you know, you, you're never going to see that. That's exactly what should be happening in preseason. I think Klopp waited a little bit too long and the first group played an hour um and you know they scored three goals or sorry two goals right before that substitution happened but you know overall the match yeah we did win the game i'm not too worried about that i got to see you know 21 different players play Yep. and how often you get to see that in a stadium that i love in our home state with dozens and dozens of people that i call amongst my closest friends it was great
0: um jim anybody anything you want to add
1: not a, a a lot but um one thing I want to say about the venue is so I, I i grew up in in northwest Indiana uh so I'm probably mentioned before that I'm from valparaiso I grew up around a lot of Notre Dame fans um but have never really been a college football fan myself, and now being uh at Notre Dame having visited um and been inside the stadium and, and understanding what it's all about. I mean, I, I find it really impressive and, um, uh, kind of jealous that I, 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 missed out on a great college football experience when I was in college, I went to IU, uh, and in, in Bloomington. Mm. So, you know, that not exactly known for a uh, great tradition and, in the college football area. Um, so it was, it was, um. Impressive for me to to see the match there, um, you know. As, as far as the match itself goes, um, I I agree with Brian that uh, Larucci was was uh, one player that impressed me a lot. He shut down um, Jaden
0: Sancho. Let's just put it that way. Let's call yeah. It he story.
1: did. I mean, he did not look at a place. You know, Jaden Sancho, as we all know, was a was a first team player for Dortmund last year. Will be so uh, this year. Um, so that was that was not an easy task, and 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 uh, if I'm not mistaken, Sancho was actually um, was he was he complimentary about? I'm trying to think. He was complimentary yeah, he was. about somebody. He it, was complimentary was about Brewster about Larucci. Brewster. Uh, about no, LaRucci. No, it
0: was, okay. no, it was Brewster. My mistake. Yep.
1: Yeah, it was it was, it was Brewster, but um, but but he also mentioned that you know that the match was was well fought. So uh, that of course suggests that you know he felt like he had a tough time against Larucci. Um, but I thought Brewster was good. I agree that Harry Wilson was good. Um, and, uh, you know, as Brian said, I don't know what the situation is going to be with 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 uh, Darby County and whether he'll go back there. Um, but I um, I thought he did quite well. Uh, the, the, the thought that I have, you know, you, you never want to see um, a loss, uh, particularly in person. Now, you know, I've seen Liverpool play in person twice and they've lost both times. Uh, but, but this time, uh, the first time, I think it was just because, you know, that was that was, uh, Klopp's um, part. The, I think that was the, the summer after Klopp had been appointed as manager. So it, it, it was a situation where that was still a team in transition. So it was understandable that, you know, not, not winning in the preseason is, is not something that's, that's, that's uh, horrible. Uh, and this time, I think you, you can in part chalk it up to the fact that uh, that it was, um, the, the, the conditions, uh, the climate conditions were, were not ideal and not something that the players are used to playing in. And these are all players or not all, but a lot of players who played awfully long season, uh, in the premier league. And of course in the champions league and, and then, um, some, um, uh, just having to face these conditions is, is not fun. Uh, but of course, we're also missing our, our primary attacking players too. Yeah. And I, I thought, in particular, um, Firmino's absence stood out for me in serving as, as as the the link between between the midfield line and the in the front line. And uh, had uh, Mane and and Salah and and Firmino been there, I, I think we might be looking at a, at a different result. You I know, mean, we'll never know, of course, but. Um, But it was still a fun game. I thought it was a pretty entertaining game. Uh, A little sloppy in parts, but but that's uh, that's to be expected. You know, you're playing on 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 sod. That was I don't I don't know how long the sod was down, but um, they said Monday.
0: They put it on on Monday, so it's been there like five days. Right, I think that's right.
1: You know, resting on. I mean, it it had to be in (laughs) trays because uh, there's uh, there's there's turf underneath. So um, you know it, it wasn't going to be in, in in mint condition by any means, but I thought they kept the pitch in pretty good shape. Um, but uh, as Klopp, uh, I think, mentioned in the, in the post game press conference, the, the the ball just didn't roll ideally, and and things were a bit slow and a, and a little bit bumpy. Um, so. Uh, uh, those are those are my th- thoughts. I, I know we're going to get to to the being fans, so I'll I'll just leave it there.
0: Yeah, we'll get to that real quick. I w- I want to start with being well,
1: fans. Joe, Joe, what are your thoughts on the oh, match?
0: I I think pretty much everything you guys said. Um I really like seeing Ox. I thought he he looks like he's going to be very valuable to this team this year. Um come on, he's he's just coming back. He played 60 minutes. He looks tired by the end of it. Um I thought Fabiano was great as well, too. I don't remember. Did he pick up a card? Did he pick up a card?
1: I don't think so. I don't recall. I sure hope he did.
0: (laughs) I mean, come on, dude. I mean, seriously, that guy, the way he plays, I love it. And I don't care if he gets a card every game. Well, until he has a service suspension. But uh, I thought both of those two played really well. Um, I thought Harry Wilson looked good. Um, I think that Rian Brewster um, has what it takes. He, I think he needs to learn. I mean, the, let's look at it this way. He just started back to the team was in March or so. Um, he needs to learn that track back if he's going to play that Bobby position as well. Um, and I think he can do it. It's just he hasn't has spent enough time in the system to learn it. Um, and it took Bobby a while to get there as well. I think. Um, and so it, it'll come. It'll come, and you know we'll we'll get there. But, but Roberto Firmino is going to come back, and he's that's going to be a spot. So. Um, Yeah, I'm 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 perfectly fine with with the way things turned out. Um, As as Brian said, you know, hey, we it was actually a draw because their their third goal was offside. Oh, way Um, (laughs)
1: offside. Second
0: (laughs) second goal.
2: Well, you uh, know who said that more than anybody else, Joe. I don't know if you heard or not because we were kind of you know mixing up seats during the game. Alex must have said that to me. And you know, I went a dozen times, which I thought was just charming. It's really just, you know, it's really, it's really two, two, because yeah. that goal was offsides.
0: Yeah. I think he, he was repeating you, but anyway,
2: <laughs> um, oh, I don't, I'm not sure. Well, he, he, he grabbed hold of it and he made it that his mantra for a good half an hour. And I loved
0: yep, it. Exactly. He is. He's a sharp kid. Um, so I, I saw some, somebody I think I'm gonna say he's from Chicago. I think that's where it was. And he was talking trash about the atmosphere at at Notre Dame Stadium. And and then and then he posted out how much better it was at Fenway yesterday. Um and personally, you know what dude, shut up. It was it was they they almost sold out the bottom half of the stadium. It was full. It was it was rather full. And for South Bend, Indiana Actually the guy went so far as say it should never should have been there it should have gone somewhere like Houston or um, or Dallas or something like that where they have and said something about MLS stadiums and I was like those are all turf and you were also complaining about how the pitch was terrible um they would have had to done the same thing there because they can't grow grass in Texas um, because it gets too hot um anyway <laughs> um if if we look at Put that aside. I thought it was a great atmosphere. I think we did what we could as fans, um, singing wise. Because I mean, let's let's face it. At least a third of us um, had lost our voices the night before at Boss Night. Um, <laughs> that, that might be a little high percentage, but you know, the people that wanted to sing um, probably couldn't because they didn't have a voice left and they sounded too tone deaf. But we were still singing and still supporting them. Um, I thought it was really cool when uh the LFC ladies came out and we all started chanting uh chanting for them and they were impressed and they were taking videos of us and it, it caught them off guard as well. But I, I loved doing that. Um and and Brian and I were uh were so if if you're not familiar with Notre Dame football, whenever they score a touchdown, um the uh they, they do push ups in the air. Um so basically the student section, the student does. section does, yes. Um, and so, and so Brian tells Alex as I'm, as I'm kind of hinting, Oh yeah, we should do, we should do pushups with Alex. And Brian looks right at Alex and says, Hey, you're at Notre Dame stadium. Your team scores. Someone's got to do pushups. You're the smallest. It might as well be you. (laughs) (laughs) And and so, and so Alex is kind of leery about it. And Brian shows him a video of at least a hundred kids doing pushups in the, in the stands. So so we, uh, so and that
2: was a video that I took at the Notre Dame yeah. Duke game two years ago. And my daughter's in the student sector somewhere. It's probably three or four hundred students doing yeah. those. So, yeah, so Alex is in. Alex is in.
0: So Rian Brewster scores that penalty. We get him up and he's doing he's doing push ups. And I want to thank everybody that has sent me pictures for that. Um, my favorite, though, is from Michael Mead because. He was over uh, the next section over from us, and has one, and it's across the fans, and you see Alex. Uh, we're lifting him up, and in pure elation on his face uh, was was it just melts my heart every time, and it brings a big spot on my face just to see how happy he was and how much fun he was having in that. So uh, thank you, Brian. Thank you, everybody that took pictures. Um, I thought it was a great time. I had a fabulous time as a fan. Um, I did miss singing. You'll never walk alone with the, uh, with the rest of us because, uh, of our mascot seats were over in the corner, actually in the student section. Um, and it was just, was a different environment over there. But, um, but when I came back over with everybody else, we had a complete blast and I loved every single minute of it. Um, what about you guys from fans? Uh, Brian, go ahead.
2: You're right. It was a blast. So, did, did you – I'm going to go back to the Alex push-up thing. Did you see the video on Twitter that somebody had sent us?
0: I saw that they got a little bit of it in the Redman video. But there's that and the there's video. another
2: – yeah, there's another video that someone had taken. Um, yeah, it's a close-up shot. So check out my Twitter account at STL because I'm pretty sure I retweeted from that. I might have it from the um, OLS Indianapolis account. Um, we'll we'll figure it out, but uh yeah, you know it was a blast in the stands. I mean, I think we all understood it was a, a tough environment, and it was hot, and and but you know we're there watching Liverpool. You know, thousands of miles away from Anfield, and been just a couple hundred miles from home. How could it not be great? I mean, we were going for it. Like you said, my voice was a mess, and and. We had a great time. I, uh, I'll tell you what. The, you mentioned the LFC ladies, and I don't know if I was going to bring this up, but I'm going to do it now. Is, is they were walking back down the tunnel after they had, you know, been, you know, we're chanting LFC ladies, you know, and clapping, and and they loved it. They're filming us. They're walking back down the tunnel. Owen reaches over out of the tunnel to high five a couple of them, and one of the ladies. I wish I could remember which one it was. Um, she had kind of kind of sandy blonde, brownish hair looked up at him and I guess maybe recognized him from his blonde hair and his glasses and said, You were at training.
0: Yeah, yep.
2: <laughs> and that just blew my mind as much as anything else that happened the whole weekend. So that that was a great moment and good for them to Brian. enjoy a little bit of well, I kind of joked that it probably was hard for some of these boys to concentrate on the training with that. <laughs> but um, I, I kind of suggested maybe it was the younger kids. But Joe corrected me like, yeah, the, the U 8s, you know, the U 10s don't give a shit. It's the it's the U 14s that, you know, have to watch out for that kind of thing. Have but,
0: to, have to um, kind of sit a little differently. <laughs> yeah i mean from, from a fan's
2: perspective <laughs> yeah they, they, they stand in, like they're standing in the wall the whole time and they just kind of stand there i guess
0: <laughs> they, they grab the
2: textbooks
1: yeah. <laughs> text <laughs> from, from,
2: from a fan's perspective it was an absolute blast and um you know there's not a whole lot much more i can say about it maybe i'm missing something what do, what do
1: you got jim Oh, I I thought it was amazing. I mean, I like Joe, I was I was my I was losing my voice. I was I I was uh a bit sung out by that point. Uh but uh there's uh, the the official LFC Twitter account and I think Facebook too tweeted out a video of um the fans in in the end of the stadium where we were singing you'll never walk alone before kickoff and it's packed. And it's just as it is, it is super loud, even though we're not under a a roof like the cop is, I mean, it just gave me, gave me the chills and goosebumps. Um, and, uh, it it was also kind of mind blowing to be sitting three rows up from, from the pitch and, and basic almost at eye level with, with, uh, with the crossbar Mm -hmm. uh, of the goal. And, uh, uh, it, it is something that i will remember uh for the for the rest of my life i i just had an amazing time and uh i can't can i'm i mean i'm kind of at a loss for words now <laughs> i i i can't really justify and describe in describing words how it made me feel i know that's that's cliche to say but it's true that's perfectly fine
0: um, so at the match ends, we, uh, we hang around for a little bit with like a lot of people, a lot of people pushing out our kids. Alex is ready to leave. He was, he was getting tired of getting pushed up for people trying to get autographs, shirts, whatever from the players there leaving the field. Um, so we, we walk out, we part ways. I drive back an hour, um, back to my parents' house. Can't really go to sleep right away. Um, end up sleeping straight sound cold, hard. I text you guys later on in the morning because um, you were still in South Bend and uh <laughs> Roseland whatever and um <laughs> and I say my plan for today, today I'm not leaving this air conditioning, <laughs> and I'm gonna try to drink as much water as I can um because i I was still feeling rough um and then and I didn't it was great my my boys went to the local lakes with my dad, and my mom went and did some yarn shopping. And I had the house to myself for a while, and then I started watching Empire Strikes Back, and the boys came back, and so we watched two Star Wars movies on demand. So, uh, so that was fun. It was it was a fun day. Um, and then on and then yesterday, uh, they went to church, and I slept in till about ten o'clock. Um, so, I was still recovering yesterday, and I, I think yesterday my voice was back the most um, of the two days, and it's still kind of a little rough today. But but man. <clears throat> don't kids don't get old and fat because it takes you longer to recover. So, so uh, so putting that out there. What, what was it like coming back for you guys? Uh, go ahead and Jim.
1: Uh, well, we just kind of took it easy in the morning and, uh, you know, we're, we're hanging out downstairs and we actually, we'd, we'd met, uh, a, a father and son. I, I, I'm glad I remember to mention this. We met a, a dad and son, uh, from Toronto and and the father, his name is John Quinn. Uh, originally from liverpool played in both the everton and liverpool uh youth systems as a kid um and was just the the nicest guy he must have been in his mid mid to late 60s uh, uh, uh i'll let brian pick up some of the slack on this but um uh telling stories about being in the cop and 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 things like that as a as a kid uh but but we also uh, walking out into into the common area the the lobby of the hotel where uh they serve uh breakfast we uh, saw a couple walking in wearing indy 11 shirts and it turns out their their names are are dan and natalie that is that right brian i think that's right
2: i believe i've got dan and melanie i made note to uh,
1: melanie made that's note right. of that
2: dan and melanie yeah so they're wearing indy 11 gear and we're getting ready to have
1: some coffee go ahead and, uh, and, and we came to find out that, that, that Dan listens to, to the podcast. I think he mentioned that he listens to a couple others, too, and ours was, was among them. So it was, uh, once again, really cool to, um, to, to uh, run into folks who, um, who, who listen to the podcast. I mean, it just is kind of mind-blowing.
2: See, this is why you, you need to work on your—just a little bit, because you guys are both fantastic and this sounds critical don't mean it to be slightly more i don't know engaging or extrovert or whatever the term is so i noticed <laughs> indy 11 shirts that i asked him about it and then they find out we're from indianapolis and then you know obviously they're liverpool supporters we talk about the game so i pull out the indy reds podcast card well here check this out and, the, and then he i guess just from a voice says well you're you're Brian, I said yes, and then he turns and he looks at Owen. And he goes, "Well, then that must be Owen."
1: <laughs> and Owen's
2: standing there in his Notre Dame hat and his, you know, t-shirt to ride home in. And, and Owen kind of looks at me, and I look at him. Again, that was another crazy moment. I'm like, you know, Owen just got recognized because of this podcast. So. You know, Dana Melanie, that we we had a good chuckle about that on the way home. So thanks for listening. And I hope you enjoyed the you know Indy 11's two nil victory that, that night. But uh, yeah, very nice to meet people that that are both Indianapolis residents or Indiana residents or really from anywhere yeah. that have heard of the podcast. So thanks for everyone for listening. And you know, one thing we need to mention too, Jim, about Johnny from um, from Liverpool. I, I think he's seventy or, or more. He was talking about the Great stories, Joe, about being in the boys' pen, Yeah, which I knew was in the very back, you know, goalkeeper's right, you know, kind of left wing or right back, you know, behind the right back all the way up in the top. And, and I asked him, you know, about being in the boys' pen. He was surprised I knew, you know, I, I guess maybe someone with American accent, knowing where the boys' pen was located on the old cop. <laughs> and he, he talked about being 10 or 11 years old and going into the boys' pen. And for the first time, sneaking out of the boys' pen and climbing into the cop proper and finding a place amongst all the normal supporters and how you were kind of looked after when when you did that. And it was a brave thing for a kid to do. And and he was standing there in front of us, Jim and I, and he was 10 years old again, talking about climbing out of the boys' pen into the cop probably in the 60s, maybe in the early 60s. Great, great story. A, a great, great guy, and you know, just one of the many incredible people we ran into over the course of a couple of days, and just thoroughly added to the richness of the whole experience. It was just, it was an absolute blast.
0: So, um, how was the ride home for you guys? Were you, were you feeling it like, like me, or is it just because I'm <laughs> me?
1: <laughs> well, I'm, you know, I'm I'm fifty one, going on fifty two. Uh, as, as we like to title our Skype calls when we set up the podcast, <laughs> Jim is old. Um, <laughs> uh, so I'm used to feel a little, a, a little, uh, droopy the next day. I, you know, honestly, I, I, I don't remember how much beer I had on, on Saturday, but I pretty much sweat it all out. I mean, yeah. I, I tried and I tried to rehydrate and have a, a, one water for each beer that I drank. Uh, but, um. But I actually slept pretty well on Saturday night, so heading home Sunday was was really not a, a a hard thing for me to do, and stay awake on the on the on the ride home. And you know, aside from a from a little uh, uh, backup where it, it went down to one lane on thirty one near Kokomo, it was it was a pretty pretty smooth ride back home.
0: Oh, good, Brian. How about you, Bud? It it was great. I I played some music.
2: I was going to listen to a bunch of podcasts on the way home, but I just kind of played music most of the time. Stopped uh, just south of Peru and north of Cocomo. and picked up some cider for uh, Jen and and Emily um, just to – if I needed to get back in good graces for being gone, I could do that. turns (laughs) out I didn't. Um, but they appreciated the gift, so that's uh, McClure's cider. I know there's no free plugs, but they make some good stuff. And so I brought back some cider. Owen fell asleep about four times, so I kind of <laughs> turned the music down, and, and you know, it, just kind of driving along and, and just hoping to get home safely, which I obviously did. And uh, you know, just kind of reflecting on the whole you know previous couple of days and just how just minute after minute after minute, something incredible was just happening. So I thought a lot about all the friends that we've made in the last, you know, 10 years here in Indy and and how they've been strengthened with the success of this team over the last couple of seasons. And I mean, I, I thought about the coming season and I started to worry about it and, you know, you know, I was thinking about tactics, and you know, Namani's not going to be back before the first game, and what's my fantasy team name going to be? I mean, you know, when the the kid next to you is snoozing, and you got plenty of time to yourself to think about stuff. So, so what's uh, your fantasy team name? You know, it was be, a good so ride back from one. a great
0: experience. I came up with um, a free one for you if you if, if you don't if you're not well, sold on yours yet. It it depends on how many spaces
2: are allowed on the the title. If, oh, if yeah, it's. I'm gonna to try to figure it out. Um, I could sing it to you because it's part of a song that I was singing at boss night. Mm-hmm. I changed the lyrics to what you, to what Jimmy Webster was singing. <laughs> Want me to sing it to you? It's a Bob Marley song. If um, I can fit yeah, this Bob, on the title, my, the name what it might be my team is going to be. It's gonna be Salas Salas on, on the, the wing, wing and Bobby's, and Bobby's, teeth, Bobby's are teeth are white. white. <laughs> <laughs> if that. W- will fit i'm going to use it it probably won't fit so i'll have to come up with something else okay, so uh, send your you. suggestions to the the twitter account or the email or the facebook page joe's gonna mention here in a minute
0: interesting milner
2: yes i saw that that's good <laughs> it's good but you have to know you have to know that boring james milner is a know. twitter account. everyone knows whatever,
0: everyone so. knows that boring james milner is a twitter account Come on! <laughs> all right, um, let's go ahead and start wrapping it up, guys. Jim, I'm going to come to you first with plugs and non-plugs.
1: Um, well, plugs would be just all the fantastic people we met up with over the over the past weekend. As as I mentioned before, you know, wherever you go, people use the phrase "LFC family," and it really is. I mean that that's what it's always felt like to me to meet other Liverpool fans. Um, you know, as I mentioned before, there are always going to be some idiots in every group, but the vast majority of people I meet who are, who are Liverpool fans, whether they're here in Indianapolis or from other parts of the country are just amazing people, fantastic people. And I, I love being around them and love talking to them and love getting to know them. So that's, that's my plug. Uh, second plug will be the, uh, the white liverpool away shirt so (laughs) when when we uh were were up at notre dame um we of course checked out the merchandise there were several um lfc merchandise uh places where you could buy jerseys and knickknacks and scarves and hats and all, all sorts of things Um, they had, they had one right outside the stadium. Uh, there was one at Joyce center. They had stuff at the, at the, um, main Notre Dame bookstore. Um, but they, they had of course the white away kit there and, uh, in person, uh, trust me when I say this, it's, it's, it's a fantastic kit. The, the blues is, is a bit darker than I thought it was going to be. I mean, it's almost black and, um, and the fabric is, it's it's kind of got like this silky feel, whereas the, the home kit is, is a little bit coarser. This is sort of silky, and there is kind of a digital geometric pattern uh, in the body of the kit. So I, I really, really like it. it it's probably be, going to become one of my favorite uh, non-red Liverpool kits. Um, non-plugs, you know, I'm going to keep it positive. I really, oh, well, I guess I could do a non-plug. So uh, the Sevilla player last night—I I don't remember his name—that uh, hacked. He shall he shall
2: not thing. be named.
1: He shall not be. Named. That, so that was work. just well, and, and and the Sevilla team as a whole—they they were playing this friendly like it was target practice uh, at 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 the at the martial arts academy. Yeah. I, I, I I don't understand what was going on. What um Lopetegui Told them in in the dressing room. I, I don't understand why you would come into a friendly and do that. I mean, they just were hacking left and right and and going in, into the challenge way way harder than they should have been. Um, so non plug to Sevilla for being a bunch of raving assholes.
0: <laughs> there you go, Brian. Plugs non plugs.
2: Oh man, there's there's so many. It's hard not to repeat the. 300 plugs we've talked about so far but uh you know I, I have to thank all the professional journalists who were just so welcoming to us in yes all, all kinds of venues whether it was just standing in the rain waiting for media credentials or, or whether it was you know at, at the oppressor maybe it was at training maybe it was at the mix zone maybe it was at a tailgate maybe it was after that one or on the field and, and you know Anfield rap guys Gibbons yells up you know how's the mascot doing Yeah. After full time, you know, these, they were on a plane in in 12 hours after the tailgate, they were on a plane, you know, eight hours after they yelled up to see how Alex enjoyed being a mascot. They're on a plane, you know, a day and a half after we were talking to them at the mix zone and, and James and Mel were on a plane, you know, two days after we met them at, you know, getting our press credentials. They were all welcoming. They you know we get it they're they're enormous and and we're we're having a good time and, and you know growing this podcast little by little and the indie Reds and and all of that but they just talk to us and allow us to be both fans and, and kind of amateur media at the same time I was very impressed by that so huge plug to all those folks and and I'd be remiss if I didn't plug that just the LFC staff in general specifically Jane from LFC USA and, and Sam who I saw all over the place Sam gave me my wristband at boss night I saw him like yep. th- this dude worked like an 18-hour day.
0: He was checking us in uh, at the at the clinic too.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he he was all over the place, and the entire staff did a great job. Um, but my biggest plug has to go to you, Joe, for taking Owen up there for training. He would not have been able to go um, w- without you taking him and, and allowing him to crash with you and Alex um, up at your parents' place. So thank you very much for doing that. They had a great time. He enjoyed it. He got his little – his little swag bag as well. And that really started the, the week off right for him. So thank you very much for that. But plug to you, Joe. And I was also going to do a non-plug. I mean, it's hard, to, or not going to do a non-plug. It's hard to find any type of non-plug at all for this whole last four or five days. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting at my desk at work today, like whistling the Virgil van Dyke song and singing <laughs> the Bobby Freeman. I mean, I haven't stopped. and It's just been that much of a, just a, Liverpool high ever since this all started taking place. But I would have one small tiny non-plug. This will never get to Notre Dame. But when you have an event like this again, and, and they they might allow flags on poles for a soccer game of this magnitude. We would People would handle them correctly. People would treat them with respect. Nobody's going to do anything crazy. I understand it's a bit of a risk, but take it because it would provide a, a nice atmosphere uh, for the event. So slight Tiny itty bitty non plug to Notre Dame for you know sticking with their normal um, rules and not allowing flags on any types of poles in the stands. I think they should switch that.
0: You said you had a Virgil Van Dyke song in your head. Um, the song that's been in my head and then Alex's head is "It's Saturday Night" and I like the way you move, Divacarigi. <laughs> <laughs> it's Sunday night and, <laughs> and you scored against the shite. Deva Carigi <laughs> na 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 na, 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 na. <laughs> So that one has that been in my head and he did change it. He added a verse for Barcelona and I need to go back and listen for it. Um I think you, I think it happens to talk about making Barcelona look like shite. Deva Carigi. Uh but, <laughs> but but yeah, it's fun. Um so I'm going to start out positive. I you guys are making me feel bad cuz I I do have a non-plug. Um <clears throat> Anyway, so a plug. First of all, I want to go to the OLSC Indie Board. Uh, you guys are awesome, and I want so anybody else that helped make this uh, this whole experience special. We've talked about a lot of people tonight, um, but you know, if it wasn't for the people that stopped by and and just chatted with us for a little bit or said hi or. You know, took pictures from across from across the way of us and got them to us. Um, those are all the things that really made this special and made it fun. And I'm still buzzing. I'm still on a high from it. Um, I don't think I slept very well last night because I'm still buzzing. <laughs> um, but but the non man. Seriously, people who wear jerseys of the teams that aren't playing. I mean, seriously, you're at a professional match, and I I get it. Okay. You you don't support Liverpool or Dortmund. Or heck, for that matter, you don't support Indy Eleven. But you're there to watch a soccer match. Don't wear another team's jersey. That's just tacky and odd and, and it makes you look like a douche and it makes all of us look like, hey look, what are these guys? They can't they can't even sell out an area, so these guys with the Chelsea shirts, or the Manchester United shirts, or Manchester City shirts, get front row In the fan section, just ridiculous. And if you're that friend that brought that guy, you should be ashamed of yourself. Uh, I really, it's just it it kind of, kind of the only tarnish I think I had from the whole thing was you know, going back and watching the Redmond video and seeing this guy in a Chelsea jersey three or four times. Um, you know, people were seeing a couple Manchester City jerseys, like especially one guy that was in the front row, um, in our section. Or maybe it was at the start of the section next to us and it just annoys me. I get annoyed about stuff like that, but it's also kind of embarrassing. If you're a Liverpool fan, you bring that. Now I do have some friends that did wear US national team jerseys and they might be and they might be um uh Manchester United fans and I'm a little bit more lenient on that because we're in America and you want to wear a soccer jersey, so you know, maybe wear US national team jersey. I get it, but but still, I mean you don't see that you don't see that happening in a lot of other places and it just kind of, it was embarrassing to me. So, um, okay. So we'll finish wrapping it up here, everyone. So I want to say thank you again. I know I've said thank you so much, but thank you to you guys, the listeners that tune in every week. If this is your first time listening to us, please hit that like button, hit the subscribe, give us a good rating. If you like it, um, this has kind of been, well, first of all, it's been a long podcast. Um, but second of all, it's a little different from the way we usually do it if we're breaking down matches and everything. So uh, so stick around for that kind of stuff. Um, we had a blast, we, as you probably have heard by now, um, <laughs> doing doing everything that happened to do, whether it was media, whether it was um, being fans, um, all of that. And it wouldn't, we wouldn't be able to do this if it wasn't for you, our listeners. So please, if you have any Liverpool or friends that like Liverpool, um, tell them to check out our podcast. Um, and, and we'll, we'll find some way to, to set you up with some stuff. Um, so yeah, hit that subscribe button. If it's your first time, I really appreciate every single one of you guys. Um, if you haven't heard us say it before, um, we'll, we're, we're going to keep doing this podcast as long as there's four listeners. That means one fan and the three of us. So, uh, so please, you know, you're stuck with us for a while. Um, our numbers have been going up. And that's awesome, and it really is fun to see. Um, but that's not why we do it. We do this to kind of to kind of bring a voice to you guys. We're just fans talking about our team. And um, and and we're going to get back to bringing people on, I think. that So it's not just me and Brian and, and Jim all the time. Um, so mix us some things up. If you want to get a hold of us, you can find us on Twitter. It's probably the best. Our Twitter handle is at IndieRedsPod. Um, once again, that's at indie Reds Pod. You can find us on Facebook. just do a search for Indiereds podcast. Once again, that's Indie Reds Podcast. You can send us an email at indieredspod at gmail I haven't checked it in a few days, but that again is indieredspod at gmail and we're on Instagram too. Uh, I think it's it's another indie Reds pod also there as well. So that's all we have for this show. It was a long one. And this is Joe Dilling, signing off for episode 82. I think we're going to entitle this Swalls. Uh, so, or excuse me, Swass. <laughs> uh, you'll never walk alone.